0: Procurement, program, and control As a small business grow, so we grow Using procurement, program, and control yeah. I'm a business man, yes I'm an entrepreneur Ooh, yeah. I'm a business man, yes I'm an entrepreneur Ooh, yeah. I'm a business man, yes I'm an entrepreneur Good afternoon! This is the business plan the, the business <laughs> with Crystal and Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. This
1: everyone. This is the business plan. <laughs> <laughs> he is on business plan, not even. Oh the my whole day. lord. <laughs> well, welcome everyone. How are you
0: doing, my co-host? i am
1: good it's been a busy week lots of stuff going lots of people looking for work i mean looking for help um to get their businesses just right and so it's been good it's been a really really good week um very
0: good very i've good. had
1: classes all week um i've had coaching all week um so it was a good week and, and we, don't, you don't you complain.
0: you've been doing some great work with um, the women's business center and some other uh, organizations right?
1: even even Vermont Slauson, and uh-huh. I, my status has elevated there i am actually going to be narrating the um the Black History Month event for Vermont's Vermont's Lawson. All right.
0: (laughs) I love that, co-host. See, the thing is, they've, they've chosen a right person because who else is qualified to do that than you?
1: yeah the the
0: president the ceo (laughs) of recycling black dollars
1: you see what i'm saying right so that so it it was a good week it was a lot of good stuff i'm getting ready to launch my blog for my uh um gardening so i can create some revenue streams because you know how i feel about that yeah i attended today i attended um edison so the california edison's black history month event it was Mm -hmm. great as usual 20 years and uh, they honored uh gwen moore
0: oh they did
1: Mm -hmm. very good uh, uh stephen brad stephen bradford uh the the assembly the, the senator he yes. california senator he spoke today yeah. my guru and mentor mr dr george c Frazier, he talked oh, about okay. uh, relationships and building they, that uh, they,
0: they they honored him too
1: no he actually spoke oh how did he get in on that uh, somebody has attended or participated in his Power Network conference. Uh, you know, yeah. he, he reaches he had long arms. That's great. That's and, great. And what else? Um. Oh, I think they honored or highlighted um, Brotherhood Crusade and the work uh-huh. that they're doing with young people, uh-huh. and they honored. Um, a young lady, her name is Dr. Teresa Price. She actually does these annual um HBCU Black College tours for uh, kids. She's been doing it for the last 20, 30 years. And right. so she is exceptional in that area. She's actually um, I would say she's she's a one of, of a kind in in that space. Right. And so um, so they honored her. So that was um, it was a good day. That's all I That's can great. say. It's, been, it's been a good week for Black History Month. Yeah. And um, so can't ask for anything more than that. And this morning, I another friend of mine's. he had a Black History event this morning, this afternoon, after the Edison one. Then uh-huh. I've just participated in here. So I have Black history did it up today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have got your fill of Black History today. Huh?
1: Right. So... I love Black History Month because it's the That's one good. time where they actually honor us. There is actually something, let me see before I even go over here. There was something that um, I saw on on Facebook this morning that um, it's worth to read. Let me see if I can find it. Alfred actually put it on his Facebook. You know, our buddy Alfred, yeah. Alfred Foster. yeah. And it was really just talking about our ancestors and what they went, what they've gone through and what we need to do in order to um, continue on. So let me see if I can find it so I can share uh, it. Let me see. Uh, I can't find it. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah, I can't find it. But if I find it before we hand up, um, I thought I saved it, but I guess I didn't. Um, But it, it was really pretty powerful. And it just basically talked about if our ancestors could sacrifice and go through what they went through um, and never quit. That's the overall. Then uh-huh. there is no reason we should ever quit doing what we're supposed to do for our for our people, mainly because they, if we're here, it's because they survived. I and that's just that. the bottom line of it, right? So that's if they survived to bring us here to this earth, I mean, to make sure that we could, be, you know, if you are a weaker species of people, mm-hmm. uh, there would be no black people on this planet. Right. That's true. That is true. That <laughs> if you are the weaker species, then there would be no black people on this planet because they never would have gotten here. You know what I mean. So I think that we always have to remember that, and we definitely have to relay that to our children, and we have to, and to us ourselves. Sometimes I think we forget, but um, they sacrificed a lot for us to be here.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Just like
0: even, just like even our moms did did for us. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: Right, exactly. You mom, see what I'm
0: saying? The, yeah. the mom did a lot of sacrifice because I remember, man, when I was growing up, you know, my mom would have $2 in her purse, $2 a <laughs> day. And we got to go to school and, 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 uh, and get lunch money. And she would give us the $2 and say, you guys go make sure you have lunch for today. And she will walk to work, no money. And I'm going, man, I used to feel so sad, man. So sad.
1: Yeah. I used to tease my mother and say to, say to her that she had this knack that she could take a nickel, a nickel, or I mean, a quarter we were rich. And make it last all week it's like what do you do i mean and she had my mom had three kids and uh we had some family here but we actually came from the east coast to here and we came here as a result of her divorcing and with that though with that that left her taking care of these three kids by herself and so moms are incredible people but then they came from incredible grandmoms right mm-hmm. that's true that is true
0: that is true that is true man
1: and you know I actually have um researched my ancestry-huh and um and 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 lately they've done some changing within or some upgrading within the um uh, ancestry.com. Yeah. And so even now there's even more information that's being provided. And then other people also are searching theirs. This is you know February is that month. So yeah. now I found some more relatives, but I've also found some interesting information because, you know, when we think about our family, we think that they we we kind of know that they moved them all over. And I uh-huh. and I and I run across a um I ran across something about my great grandmother and I always thought my great grandmother was buried and and was in the same place where my grandmother was. Uh But I just recently found out because her her grave site was discovered that she wasn't in the same. They moved her. They let she they separated her children her from her children and she was uh, probably on another plantation in um tennessee where my grandmother was in alabama wow Mm -hmm. Wow. so these are the things that is
0: deep man that is deep
1: right exactly and she died much later than i thought because i guess we thought she had died because she was gone because i i don't remember my 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 aunt or anyone talking about it and they and they and they talked as if she died very early and i guess in 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 my grandmother's my great grandmother's world she did die because they took her away
0: wow unbelievable man Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so when we think of our ancestors and what they went through the separation from their children uh their children being uh, at a certain age uh, being mm-hmm. put in the fields to to be uh slaves uh, it's just it's for just to me it's just phenomenal that we're even sitting here having this conversation wow because okay. you know when you look at today and how how delicate people are
0: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah
1: right oh, yeah. or the mere yeah. fact that they were able to leave to be able to live on that ship mm-hmm and and know that where they were going, not having any idea where they were going, yeah. and to be able to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to ride this out and see what this looks like, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I might have been more inclined to say, uh-uh, you're taking me away from my family. Obviously, yeah. it was brutal. So I, whatever's going to come on that other side is going to be just as brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you, man. <laughs> i hear you and so i'm gonna just jump off i'm just gonna die right here just god take me right here because i just can't do this but wow but thank god my ancestor didn't think like i did so and i'm here today so we just it's just i think it's just our if that's what happened then of course our job is to make sure that we continue on our race Mm-hmm. Um, and we fight for what's for that's that that's ours. So we just have to the best if we can just come together and fight that fight together, that mm-hmm. would be pretty darn awesome.
0: That would be great. You mm-hmm. know, I I think someday folks are gonna get tired of doing the same thing and not getting good results and say, you know what. Maybe we should just try something else, and they're going to be hesitant hesitant about trying it. But that's going to be good because now they're going in a different direction, and maybe it will be more of a communal approach to, uh, just like you say, you know, reinvent yourself, reset, renew. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that has to happen. That yeah, we to
1: have happen. to happen. You have to doing
0: the same thing over and over you know, getting the same results and you keep doing it the same way. And
1: the same way. And, you know, our topic today is about people leaving and quitting the great, what they call the great resignation. And Mm -hmm. that's what's happening here is, is the exact same thing. People eyes are opened yeah, and they realize that when you work for someone, you're spending eight to 12 hours a day at this, this place away from your home away from your children and your family and you have to be happy I mean I remember when I worked in corporate America um I remember one job I had it may have been it was probably my third job because my first two my first job was at Sears and that was cool because I was in school and then I worked at this other company uh, they did um it was out in West LA and it, they did uh, respirators and that was a good company too. Cause it was my very, really first company. And, uh, but in between that, I did some uh, temporary type jobs trying to find cause at that time Apple one and all of those companies were really big. And that's how you found jobs, right? You right, would go right. to a headhunter and then they would hook you, You know, they would send you out on interviews so, or you'd be a temp and in order to find you a place that would fit, that you would fit, right? And Um, I remember going to this one company. I don't even know what they did. All I do remember is the woman that was the manager or supervisor or whatever she was, she was horrific. Really? (laughs) Just (laughs) horrific. And she was horrific intentionally, she knew what she was doing. And um, it was like walking on eggshells. You were so excited because she played golf. And when she was off at some golf tournament, <laughs> the, the office was just, you could breathe. There was soon as she, you, you were just like, oh wow, this is a nice place to work. The minute she came back, oh, you were like, oh no. <laughs> and i remember and i don't think it was a temp job i think it was actually a job but i think i stayed there for a couple of months and i just couldn't take it anymore the 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 guy that was the the um the ceo he was awesome he was the nicest man but he allowed this woman to run rough house over all of the employees and i remember a tip came in uh somebody was on vacation a tip came in that young lady came in in the morning. She got there at 8 30. And at lunchtime, she snuck down the back stairs. She didn't even take the elevator. She snuck down the back stairs and never came back again. You're gone.
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: So working in a place that is toxic. Yeah. Working in a place that you're unhappy eight yeah. hours a day. Mm-hmm. It just can't happen. So that's what we're going to talk to about today. What is really behind the the great resignation and no. how does it affect your career? And can um, the work culture, can you change the work? Can If you change and improve your work culture, can that help? Right. So, do you have any uh, horror stories on <laughs> <laughs> in, in your work world? Your, your. Oh, when you, when honestly, you were in- I have a whole
0: lot of horror stories.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have a whole lot. See, the thing that really gets to me and a lot of other folks is when you have someone acting like a leader trying to lead you or your group or the organization and they don't have a clue what leadership is about. Right. you know' they're, they're implementing these little bogus methodologies that you know are not tried and true. They, they, you know they just feel like they should that's how they should do it. and the organization allow them to do it just like with you, then it creates that environment, that culture of toxicity, where you know it's like poison, you know it's it like is, someone it is. like someone spraying poison gas in an environment, and it's stifling people; they can't breathe, you know. Right,
1: and that was why um, in HR when HR was working for the employee and not for the employer, because uh, yeah. that's where HR is now, right? Yeah. But one of the things when in the early in, in my early career, out of school was you then you know you had to do an exit interview right and so whenever i would do an exit interview if it was a toxic environment then i always made sure that the hr department knew about it this is the problem this Mm -hmm. is why people are leaving especially if it was a company that had high turnover and since i was in the accounting department and which is usually an extension of hr then yeah. my voice carried a little bit more so with the probably than other people because of the yeah. fact that what the work that i did and who i did it for but just uh yeah it, it can be very bad now that's one of the things i think i recognize is that We make the assumption because they're sitting in the boss's seat that they're leaders.
0: That they're they're properly trained and they understand what leadership Mm -hmm. is about, Mm -hmm. how to help to promote, foster, and grow people, and they have no clue. And that's why you're having a lot of discontent in organizations today. A lot of them, a lot of folks are saying, hey, you know what? I can do better bad by myself than to have this person come in here like a drill sergeant telling me what to do. Don't respect me, don't respect my ideas, don't ask me for things, it's just immediately start uh, impressing things on me. And the thing I wanted to bring into, uh, into view here, Crystal, is the Maslow hierarchy of needs. I don't think too many people are aware of that, and too many people understand what it is. But the Maslow hierarchy of, of, of needs is is um uh, um a status within people that right it it tells the different types of needs that people want in order to have a happy life, in order to feel like they're a part of uh, the community, society. So first, you have self actualization you know, where you have a desire to become uh, the most that you can be, right? Mm -hmm. Then you've got esteem, you know, you need respect, you need self-esteem, your status, you want to be a part of things because of what you bring to the table, Mm -hmm. the recognition from others, and the strength and freedom to do the things that you can do then you've got the, the 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 need of love and belonging you know everybody wants to be to belong to something so friendship mm-hmm. friendship is very important intimacy family and a sense of connection Now, when you've got those toxic boss breathing down your neck and (laughs) and behaving like that, uh, you know, they have no plan and they just come up with all these different plans every day and you go, okay, uh, I had a plan to do this, but now I got to stop doing that and go do something over here. You don't feel you, you don't feel like there's a level of friendship or, you know, they're 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 looking at you like family. And then you got. Well, I, but
1: I think you also have because again we're making the assumption that these people one have people skills. That's the first thing we're making. That's it. That is
0: that is that <laughs> and is and we're
1: making assumption that they're not looking um uh and I find this a lot when they when people work in government kind of environments, right? Yeah, that there's a lot of insecurity in themselves and and so therefore you feel the competition right you're very Uh you're you're very competitive with your co-workers because you don't want them to overshadow you because you don't trust your own abilities and um and that's truly when i think about you know, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I also knew that I didn't do well in in work environments. So I right. never put myself in a position to go in. Yeah, I can come in as a contractor, but because the fact that is, it's just the nature of being in a work environment, a workplace environment. That mm-hmm. if you are a natural born leader yourself, right, yeah. then if two natural born leaders come together and we realize that some of us have to uh, step back to let the Mm -hmm. other one and and share that space, then Mm -hmm. it's much more productive, right? But if you have the one person that feels that, hey, I'm in this leadership position, so everything I say, go. And everything that you do have no value because mm-hmm. I am the head chief here in, in yeah. charge. Yeah. And when you are when you have that attitude about it and you're not respecting other people, then you have a problem. So I always had a problem in the work, working for someone else because of the fact that I know that there are more... We can respect each other, we can honor each other, we, but we do have to respect each other's abilities, and we have to give that individual the opportunity to feel free to utilize their abilities and their expertise in order to make, one, understanding that you both have the same goal, right? And to have the same goal is the vision and the mission of the organization.
0: See, that's the part that's missing when you have two leaders come together are folks with potential leadership ability and one of them assume the leadership.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't
0: want to feel like the other person uh, is more knowledgeable or has more uh, uh, power over mm-hmm. them. So that's why they, they step up to the plate and start acting like that. Now, mm-hmm. natural-born leaders understand how to recognize other leaders because mm-hmm. nobody has a hundred percent skill in every area. So right. that's one of the first things natural leaders uh um identify they identify where they're weak and other people are strong and they work together for the for the for the betterment of the unit not for themselves the unit right <laughs> the unit the community
1: <laughs> that's the first thing I tell um when I am teaching uh individuals how to become entrepreneurial whether they're adults or whether they're kids the first thing i say no matter what the mission the goal uh the product or the service that you're providing remember that you can't do this alone and that right. you need people and so no and and in this day and age when everything is based upon technology which is really kind of a hands off kind of involvement right, right? especially as we began working from home and and uh, because now we're not engaging with each other in the hallways, we're not right. having lunch with each other, we're not having coffee with each other, right? We're not mm-hmm. sitting around in meetings together. You are, but there's a screen between you and me now, right? Yeah. So yeah. now I don't have to connect with you on that level. I, there is no human connection anymore, yeah. and so with that, I always tell my 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 um, entrepreneurs or People that want to be entrepreneurs. Remember, the people come first.
0: Yes. Because
1: if you're looking to create a business that is going to grow and that's going to scale and that has the potential, the potential uh, to reach its highest, uh, its highest gain, you can't do that by yourself. No, you have to have people. So people come first. And my other thing is, as a people treat people the way you want to be treated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Because if you don't treat people the way you want to be treated, then you're going down the line, it's going to hurt the company, it's going to yeah. hurt the the cause It's going to hurt the vision and the mission of the organization. So none of that means anything, unless you're going to do it by yourself, then you don't need nobody. You and that's a, big
0: reason, uh, that's a big reason, Crystal, why we are seeing this big resignation and this big migration of talent right now. People are moving out of organizations. Some people got sick during COVID. Employers fire them or mm-hmm. employers tell them, you better come into work or you're not going to get paid. Or when you come back, there won't be a job for you. So people start looking at that and they're going, wait, these people are putting profit over people. Mm-hmm. No, we can't have this. So a lot of people start making the conscious decision. Over four thousand companies experience that crystal. Four thousand mm-hmm. companies, corporations experience the resignation of talent. People start moving out of there and say, "Guess what? See ya. I'm out of here." Right, and and, I'm and and go do something else.
1: <laughs> so so now we're on the other side of that and now we have to look at okay what does that look like what what do i need to do that's different and one of the things that you have to do because there was you know there's been what 300 and some 400 million people that that have walked off jobs and i think in the last couple weeks those um it has now is no longer your lowly and em, uh, employed in, individual it's also your middle management now mm-hmm. um there are middle management uh individuals that were making really good money and uh they realized that in the industry that they're in that making good money means nothing because right. making good money means that um it's gonna i have to if it's profit if if in order for this company to continue to make a profit, that means that I have to give up my life to make that happen. I I have to spend twenty four seven here at my at this job in order for me to um in order for for me to stay here at this company. Is that worth it to me? No, that's not worth it to most people, nope. especially after they've spent so much time. Um, they spent so much time at home right? and right. able to balance. And I think there's also, you know, so when you look at those companies that, and I remember this when I worked as well, when you look at those companies that feel the only way i can trust you as an employee is for you to be sitting right here in the same building with me every single day i need to know everything that you are doing and how you're doing it so that i can micromanage that
0: you know the sadness about that they they've seen over the years that that theory has been proven wrong has been proven wrong, of
1: course, because it
0: has. so many employees become so much more productive when they're away from the, the the toxic environment, the negative energy, working in the workplace, you know. And then the other side to that is when they're home working, they want to prove to their employer that hey. I'm not here goofing off. This is what I'm doing. Here's my productivity. You know, people are listing what they're doing and justifying it. So mm-hmm. they end up doing a lot more being home than being in the workplace.
1: Right. You're much more, you're much more productive when because that what that's telling you is I trust you. Yeah. I trust you to get it done. However, you need to get it done, it's good. As long as the end result is. We've increased our our profits. We've uh, acquired more customers. We're selling more product, or we're producing more product. That's the only yep. thing that we care about, right? Because right. that's the that's the the extension of our business. That's what we're yep. here to do. So mm-hmm. even as coaches, we're telling our co- we're telling our uh, individuals that we're coaching, business owners that we're coaching. here here's some processes. Here's some functionalities to running a business. but don't forget we want you to position your business so that it can hire employees. Now what happens when you hire employees? then there are certain things that you have to make sure that you're you that one you're a good leader, you're a good manager, um, you almost have to be a coach and a rah-rah person as well as, yeah. as in, in order to get the most out of your employees. And the other thing I think um, when we look at it, and, and I did a little research like yourself on what is the real, what was some of the problem um, with, you um, that what what started this right why all of a sudden so here's some of the top five reasons why uh people are quitting one we just talked about it toxic culture Uh working in a toxic culture is damaging to your mental wellness and your mental health it could cause um uh, illness it could cause Um, you you and, and if employers and there's been many studies about this, um, that if you are creating this toxic in culture in your business, you're going to spend so much more money and it's going to cost you so much more because you're going to have more people out sick. You're going to uh-huh. have people on disability. You're going to have sure. people getting injured. Why? Mm-hmm. Because this environment that they're working in is not conducive to their health and nor is it conducive to you and your company's health either. Right. All right. So toxic culture is a, a horrible thing in a business. And it didn't used to be like this 20, 30, 40 years ago. It just, it just, it, it, it just seemed you would, might have some one-offs, but overall, because you had to work people would you know it, it was a decent place to work but then um and you might have a few of them out there but not not 95 percent of the during companies were of this same uh, mindset right? right uh the other uh reason people are quitting is job insecurity and reorganization again right. companies don't know are not comfortable um the the bosses are uncomfortable and there's a right. lot of and and some companies actually create that insecurity. They want you to feel like you're fighting for that one position, right? They right. get a kick out of that, and and they pit employees against employees. And when you pit those employees against each, each other, then this is what you get, right? You get a you get a viper's bin, right. And, and and you are there's always one that is the suck butt, <laughs> and, and they're the ones that are always sucking up to the boss, telling on everybody, right, and yeah. just making the place just a horrific place to work in, right, right. And right. then you have the boss, or maybe it is the boss or the manager, or the supervisor, always threatening to fire you. <laughs> and so, if that because that's the only
0: leverage they have, right? That's the only leverage that they really have. No other real source of leverage over you, so they keep threatening you with your job, your income, and those types of things. That's it,
1: right? But then, but how can you work under that, right? You you how, can work- <laughs> how can you work? How can you work under somebody every week? You didn't. You didn't fire at me ten times. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just gonna leave how about that and see that was my opinion you go no you ain't gonna make me feel insecure i'm going and at my time when i was working um in in corporate america uh uh, there were lots of jobs so there was no question about me leaving because that's what i was going to do um i there's a error there but the next one is um the five uh, um. predictors of the high rate of attrition in your company is feeling like you're, you, you know, there are companies, especially tech companies nowadays are so into innovation, you know, look, let imagine what it would lo- work, look like to work at uh, Facebook right now. Right. Because now they're on this quest for the megaverse. What is the megaverse? Does the does the employees know what the megaverse is? Yeah, or does no. their boss the only one know what the megaverse is? So only that the means, bosses know right. So that means I'm trying to impr- I'm trying to create something that I don't know what's in your head. Yeah, right? What yeah. does that really look like? right? If Megaverse is just some headsets and they're virtual reality, okay, I get that. But no, you want us to be able to have meetings virtually. What does that mean? Aren't we doing that with Zoom? (laughs) 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 So, and then the next one is uh, some of the reasons people are leaving today is failure to recognize the performance of your employees. You're not, you're not uh, encouraging them, you're not celebrating. You're not uh, you're not empowering them to be and do their best. Yeah, and then you get the micromanager who feels that he they got to watch your every movement, and then they got to come in and interact when they feel that uh that you're not doing it the way they see it in their head right yeah. and those are, i think in my opinion the worst places i think one should be um encouraged and celebrated when they do good things yes you have to, you have to reward them when they do good and they, especially if they're increasing the pro productivity, uh, in your business, one of the things that real estate agencies do is, uh, and sales agencies, they reward, right. Yeah. They, yeah. you, they, you, they, they create a healthy, um, a, a healthy, um, selling environment and competitive mm-hmm. environment, but then, when someone is rewarded, then they make sure that they see, oh, they're the top seller for the day. You get the you get the uh, parking space outside uh, at the front of the desk. Uh, you get lunch on the company, but that encourages that you're recognizing that they're doing well. And I think right. that's really, really important. Right. and and then the the fifth one in today's world is, Uh, there was a poor response that a lot of people had a poor response to COVID. It it was scary Mm -hmm. and isolation is hard. And if you didn't happen to live with family or friends, then you were by yourself. And the only outside world you had was your zoom meeting or your team meeting or whatever, whatever Google meet, whichever one you were using, that was your only means to connecting with the outdoors. And so, I think those are the five primarily reasons. So people think, oh, they're leaving cause of money. No, because I think you can make all the money in the world, and attorneys make big money, right? They're making six uh-huh. to seven figures a month. But when you break it down with the amount of work that they have to produce and how, and, and it's twenty four seven, they probably making less than uh, the minimum wa- uh, than uh, the minimum wage.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: When you stop to think about that, so um, those are the five reasons. But a, a workplace doesn't have to be like this. No, no, right? Not at all. Not at all. It doesn't have to be like this. So in your world, give it because you operate your your you are coaching and and teaching businesses how to do contractual work, mm-hmm. right? right? So in that, they can't. They can't they can't facilitate and execute a contract by themselves. right.
0: So the thing about this is uh, there's there's so many things that's wrong the, the, this resignation and the first thing I want to say about this this big great resignation that we see occurring, the folks who migrate from the workplace, And they go home they're going listen man i'd rather stay home than to deal with this toxic environment so after doing that they're thinking hey i rather start my own business than to be working to help somebody else get rich while they're stepping on my neck and not allowing me to breathe so that's how you see a lot of people start uh becoming more and more entrepreneurs as a matter of fact uh, I want to. I, I read a statistic here. Uh, this is a statistic that I, I found. I think it's in the um, uh, Forbes uh, for uh, in the LA Times. In the LA Times, right? Okay. And it's, it's saying that 49% of people who started the new business during the 2020 uh, COVID era era are women. of the businesses that are started by people during that era are women. And that's an improvement from 27%, which occurred the previous year. You know, so that tells you that these women, they go home, they have to take care of kids, they have to take care of the house, and they're going, listen, man, I'm doing all this crap for somebody else. Might as well, I do something for myself. So they start their own business. And that's how we're seeing this great resignation um, providing some positive results because these employees, they thought they, they had us cornered. They can tell us what to do. So there are other folks also, you know, a lot of, a lot of other groups who take that, that same trek are minorities. Because as you know, people who tend to become entrepreneurs or people who are downtrodden, people who are dispossessed. People are having a hard time. They can't get opportunities. So they have mm-hmm. to create their own opportunities. So mm-hmm. that's what we're seeing here. So a lot of women are entering the entering enter entrepreneurship space. A lot of minorities are entering the, the entrepreneurship space. So that's what we see. Now they enter the entrepreneurship space and because opportunities are so limited, they now have to start looking towards government contracts because government contracts is always an everlasting thing. It's always there. You always need things from the government. And let's look at the County of Los Angeles as an example. County of Los Angeles has 37 different departments, Crystal. 37 different departments. That means there are so many different things that they need. Mm-hmm. They need those things, you know? So you've got from animal care and control, you got beaches and harbor, you got the auditor, you know, and controller department. You know, that's a whole department by itself, you mm-hmm. know, doing auditing and, 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 and being a controller. The board of supervisors, they have a department too where they provide services to the public. You know, you've got... Um, children and family care services. So there's so many child support, community development commission. So you have all of those. So when people are starting their business and they're looking for contracts, there are contracts in those areas that these uh, uh, new entrepreneurs can start pursuing. So the key thing to help them to become successful in that area is what you and I have been teaching for all these years, is to make sure you get your house in order, so you you're ready. You're actually contract ready or business ready. You know, having mm-hmm. the key documents in place, having all of the, the 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 skill and qualifications. And if certification is necessary, like a minority or a woman-owned certification or or small business certification or disadvantaged business certification, then those are things they explore and try to obtain that so that they can get these contracts. Now, you've got contracts starting at as low as $5,000, and these contracts go all the way up to $75,000. You don't have to compete a lot. You know. You may have about only three competitors going after those, those contract value for up to $75,000. And then beyond 75 up to 150, then it's a little different playing field where they probably have to advertise these solicitations so that the women... Uh, the minorities and other the small businesses can apply for it. But being ready is the key. And being registered in their database and those contract providers database is really helpful to you as well. So that's how we see people benefiting in the COVID stage. You, the, county, the county put out RFPs. They're looking for people who know how to manufacture gloves and masks and all of those things. You know, and you'd be surprised how many of our small businesses were able to supply them with that. You know, it, it's, just, it's just amazing, Crystal. It's just amazing. So that's how I see the the big resignation benefiting us small
1: businesses and entrepreneurs and and i can see that with us women because women are usually have the hardest time in the work world as in the workforce yeah um mainly because they child care is big for them right being able to pick up their children and not feeling guilty about having to go pick up your kids and but at the same time they also feel that if they have to compete with the male the male in that workplace and that they're they're always looked upon as lesser than so i can see why when many women start their own businesses because there has never been a time when that has balanced out for us you know from the very beginning women weren't allowed into the workplace and so and we've been fighting ever since right yeah which is why women do make incredible entrepreneurs and small and business owners because of the fact what they had to go through. Um, you know,
0: you know, that's a good point to raise their crystal that women make good entrepreneurs, but think about this, who the people who make the best entrepreneurs are the people who are hungry the most. who are hungry the most. You see what I'm saying? Right. You got women, you got minorities, they're hungry the most. So they understand understand how when they get an opportunity, how they're not going to let it go. They're going to try to grow it. They're going to foster it. They're going to maintain it. They're going to nurture it. You see what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Hungry entrepreneurs make the best
1: entrepreneurs. Well, because you have you, you yeah right exactly you you have something that you're fighting for right um and it's yours right yeah. so you take that sense of ownership there's only a few places there was one place that I worked in fact that was the last place that I worked before I I, I um, became an before I left and launched my own business and that company made us all feel like we were so important powered my plan was to stay with them for 10 years yeah um i ended up being there for 15 years because wow. the invite the work culture was fantastic uh it was kind of you had your you know it was a sales type of environment we we were in it was the fight it was a financial planning firm and so you had your staff and then you had the top salespeople. And then one, we always worked with a top salesperson. And yeah. so it was, and it theirs was, cause you're in the insurance industry. So you're almost, everybody's like independent, right? Yeah. But that your boss, if you had that, a great boss, They would open up opportunities. So the the person I work for um, encouraged me to get my insurance licenses and my annuity license and series seven so that I, too, could participate in the commissions that I could uh, that I could make alongside of my salary. And mm-hmm. they encourage that and they encourage bonuses and, and treating you like a, like you were valuable to their company. Right. Exactly. It was hard to leave them. Right. It just that I had already, I knew the pathway I was going. Yeah. Um, And to this day, I have friends that are still working at that company. They've been there over 30 years. And so that's why, because when you treat your company, your employees with reverence, then they will produce whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Right. But Mm -hmm. if they don't, then they're going to feel like they have to leave and go somewhere else. And in this case, the way the work world is today it's like it doesn't matter where you are mm-hmm. because everyone has the same attitude right they right. don't treat you with any respect they don't treat you they don't they don't all of those th- problems that we saw right here is what happens so right. now you we need to look at and this is where we have to go and this is even for our uh uh small businesses that we're coaching you want to create a positive work environment. And when you do do that, it really helps with the business overall because mm-hmm. now everybody's on the same place page. So five benefits that that benefit you, the employer, yeah. is um is having a positive work environment and work culture. Mm-hmm. It is less stress and more likely the employees won't become burnout. Right. Right. Right right? Burnout, it, it, depending on what type of industry you're in, burnout employees are detrimental to your business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Because oh, yeah. those burnout employees can get hurt mm-hmm. and they will get hurt more often than not.
0: They may not be focused on the task at hand.
1: No, they may not. They, they More likely they won't. Their head is, they're tired. Especially if you are a taskmaster, right? Because that's the problem. Yeah, you're working for a taskmaster,
0: right?
1: Um, positive work environments increase product the productivity, and Mm -hmm. as a result of that, what does it produce? More money, right? Right, Right. right. So, I I think you would want. I've never figured. I've never understood why do you not want the best out of your employees.
0: I, I, see, the folks who don't see it and understand it that way, they're just not leaders. They're just not leaders because leaders are supposed to know how to get the most out, out of their people, You know, try to, to, to pull together the best uh, amalgamation of talent to make those talents work for them. And so they can be successful. So if they if they can't do those things they don't understand to do that, those are not good
1: leaders, man. They're right. Not. And because that's the whole what are you in business for? Right. Right. <laughs> is to is, is to make money, right? Yeah. And I always ask this question, and you've heard me ask this question, especially in a world that puts profit over people. Yeah. How do you think you got to those profits? Mm-hmm. Because one individual cannot create Can't a do it multi- by yourself. Can't do You it cannot by yourself. create a multi-million dollar company mm-hmm. as a one. Right. It takes a team. Right. To be able to create a multi- Now, you can create a mom and pop business. Right. But a multi-million dollar company requires a staff. Yes. yes. Right? And so, and you want that staff, if you're a, um. One of the biggest, you know, from an accounting standpoint, when I taught, we, you know, I, last week I did the, uh, the court, the class, uh, the cash flow cast for you for for the Navigator program, right? One mm-hmm. of the biggest cost um, gobblers or, or expense gobblers in your business is high turnover in your company, right? Because it costs you money. For your employees, for you to hire one to seek out good talent, you mm-hmm. generally have to use some sort of uh, um, um, what is, a job placement kind of company, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's costing you. Mm-hmm. Then once you get them in there, you're not going to be producing at the level you would if they had were already there. So that costs you.
0: Mm-hmm. Then it
1: costs you the training. Right right and then becoming acclimated to how the company works and there sometimes there's mistakes and sometimes those mistakes are costly costly so if Um, you have a high turnover then you're putting out a lot of money on the training and the retention of those customers of that of those uh, of those employees as opposed to having staff retention Mm-hmm. where the people are there they love what they do they they jump in there with 2 3 feet and and they get the job done and you mm-hmm. don't have to go and teach them how to do it cuz you've already trained them how to do that so mm-hmm. that's important Ah, uh, better well-being both for the company and for the people and I and, and you said this earlier businesses that are that feel like family Mm-hmm. are much more productive than businesses that Oh, are
0: yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And even in some of those, and that's a part of the reason why most organizations, when they, when they wear the same uniform and they're coordinated, you get a lot more productivity out of folks because there's a sense of belonging. You know, yeah. there's a sense of unity, community, family. That's the whole thing.
1: Whole whole thing. My <laughs> girlfriend is in HR, and and she's been in HR majority ma, ma, majority of her career, and yeah. she's worked in the hospitality industry. Yeah, and uh, so she worked for Continental before they merged with United, and uh, she was there for about f- ten fifteen. Ten to fifteen years before, before you know, um, Continental moved their their hub to t- um, to Houston, Texas, and she wasn't she didn't want to go there. Right. But one of the things that she did uh, every month, they had a company appreciation or employee appreciation day. They brought in all of their employees, no matter where, whether they were out on the tarmac or where they were in making the food, whatever it was they brought them all in and they gave them a big celebration once a month
0: that's amazing that's they bought a, that that boosts morale right there that that
1: improves the more they they would go out and she would be going i was like where are you going where are you she goes girl i'm out here getting it. this the, <laughs> the the gifts for the uh uh, employee appreciation day that was part of what she did and so she would get different little things but and then they play games and and they would cook a meal specifically they would serve them lunch uh, play games with them and then once a year this was huge as long as she worked there I knew that this was had this this took place they All would right. do a big raffle and the employee that was the most productive, that didn't take time off, that didn't get injured, no workers' comp claims, right. that employee received a uh, a, a Ford Explorer.
0: See, this went on not- for years
1: that's that's incentive to the other group members you see what right because I mean? <laughs> you're working toward that it was an awesome place so she tells me in her company she's working in now uh she just started there about a year ago so she's doing the same thing she's incorporating yeah. that morale and so they're like oh my god you're absolutely wonderful the company is wonderful everybody's <laughs> happy to be there so improving the morale in your company uh by whatever means but Making people feel that they're valuable, making sure it's the same thing when we're coaching. Right. Right. I I get more from my clients if I'm encouraging. Now, every now and then I do have to be a little hard. I have to be have to play. Like uh, a good cop, bad cop to get them to do what you, what they, what they want to do, not what you want to do, but what you want, what they want to do. You kind of have to push them a little bit in order to get that. But at the same time, you know, you stroke when they're doing well you 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 uh celebrate their 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 high performance and then you don't berate them when they make a mistake you show mm-hmm. them how they could have done it differently and and maybe give them opportunity uh to to do something differently so it it really we it's time for us to i I think um George Frazier spoke today on at the Edison um uh, Black History Month, and one of the things that George says is that, or he said today, was that in this world that we live in, having people that um, have emotional intelligence—that's where mm-hmm. we are now. Yeah. Where is where's your, where is your I, uh, EI? You mm-hmm. got to have emotional intelligence. We are yeah. just, even though we live in a computerized world, mm-hmm. we need to come back and be attached to human beings and know that we have to speak to them like human beings. We have to treat them like human beings. And when you encourage and um, and you help people uh, and, and you encourage their their well-being and you want their well-being, then they will want your well-being as well. Mm -hmm. so it's really really important uh so how do you create a positive work environment you create and gilbert you will uh, this is a a pet peeve you create (laughs) a great onboarding experience oh yeah sure when the person comes into your work environment you it's a good experience you you've giving them all the information about the company you've been very very clear on what duties you're expecting of them um you you give them some autonomy you 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 make it where that they they don't have if they and you give it an open door policy so that if you mm-hmm. have questions you can feel there's no stupid questions there's just a question
0: right you know what I, what's amazing? There are some managers who, instead of learning how to onboard properly, they will go through these motions where the person coming in, they have that person call someone who they're supposed to be working with or, or sharing some of the responsibility with that person, call them to say, well, I'm going to be the new kid on the block. I'm going to be doing a lot of your work. So uh, I'd like you to walk me through what is it you do and how you're going to train me to do what I do. That's right there. That's immediately building resentment for you or the person coming in because the, the person who's been working there is going, wait a second. This new person coming in, taking over some of my tasks and telling me I need to train them how to do this stuff and and walk them through a process heck no i'm not gonna do that so now you're starting off your onboarding process in a negative way so now that person start thinking hey i can't believe they want me to train this person so they they can start forming their little coalition against this new person coming in and then that right there can be devastating to morale it could be devastating, and it could be the kiss of death for this new person coming in.
1: Right, and it also can be the kiss of death for the business as well. Yeah, because depending on the type of business that you're in, it really could create a uh, a deficit in your revenue. And as for me, that that is wait, wait, wait. What are we doing? Wait, wait the business is about the business. Um, about also, the business. understanding you have to have values in addition to your mission and your vision statement, you have to have company values.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So you have to establish those company values. And from the head down, everyone has to uh, respect those values and work. uh, And that's how our company works under the company values. Um, You want to make sure you're not creating competitive environments within your own company. So encouraging connections, Focusing on the well-being of your of your employees, uh, this is huge. This is the other problem that's in the work world today: is um, talking the a good game about diversity and inclusion, but,
0: but not, not really actually doing anything. <laughs> <about it.
1: laughs> right, but but actually not having any policies or procedures that implement diversion right. and inclusion. Right, yeah. So that's a big issue today um get the uh physical workplace right making sure that you're recognizing if you have uh individuals in your in your workplace that have some physical handy uh handicap or handy challenges uh physical challenges that you make sure that your company is in compliant and, and work safe, making sure you're doing whatever Cal OSHA, because that's the gods of the California business world, Cal OSHA. That's that's the Bible right there. That's the Bible. Being open with your, I think for me, I hate secrets Mm -hmm. and I hate to be caught in middle of stuff. Yes. So for me, in order to not have that is if a company is open and they're clear and they don't do all this behind the doors and the behind the the off, uh, behind the closed door situation, then yes. it becomes a problem for everyone else in, oh, the, yeah. um, in the workplace, making sure that you have uh, create open lines of communication. You can come in and talk to your boss about anything.
0: And companies should be transparent. They should be transparent with their workers, their employees, because when people see that, then they feel like, hey, I can trust. I can start trusting management because they're upfront with me. They're 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 transparent with me. Right. But exactly. once people start doing shady, shady things like having meetings and not including you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, these these things right here. These are things that create major problems in companies, and it really hurts the company in the long run. Yeah, you can get rid of the person, but now you—how many times you're going to do that before you get it right? Right? Right. Because if you don't change the internal problem, then it doesn't matter who the body is. It's the same situation is going to be there the next time as well. So. Making sure that there's open lines of communication and establishing an open door policy that an employee can come in and talk to the employer long as in the best interest of the company. Um, and, and I will guarantee you, if you set up those, if you set up a positive work environment, you will see the productivity in your company increase probably close to a hundredfold.
0: And one other point I want to put out there, Crystal, is that employers and managers, they need to really understand the talent that exists within their company among their workers. Because there are certain workers that may have certain talents that you don't even know about that could help that business to become even more successful in a quicker way. So right. you need to find out now. Many of them don't know. They probably don't know how to assess or to 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 determine what those skills are. And if you don't know, then you reach out to consultants or training entities and and let those folks do that. But you'd be surprised at what you learn about some of the things. Even you, Crystal, you've got some talents that a lot of people don't even know about, and you've been working with them for years. True. You know, if your family members, your friends, your associates, your clients, a lot of them may not know. And, and that is why it is so critical to have a, a, a capability statement or, or, or a marketing sheet like that. Because when they start reading your skills, your core competencies, and all of those things on that, they go, oh, damn, you do that? Really? It's like, they can't believe it, but they know you for 20 years and they don't even know that you did those things
1: you see what i'm saying uh, uh, greg just came on and said who knew she was a farmer exactly. exactly you and i are co-hosts i didn't even know
0: you were a farmer until you tell me
1: hey michael
0: Until you tell me michael browning yeah. said he loves this program thank you right. michael yeah
1: yeah who knew i was a farmer that's like i was talking i was on on a, on a podcast the other day i didn't say it on the podcast but after podcast we were talking and and the person was saying so what what other what are some of your other interests and i said oh uh, I think we were talking about exercise and diet and all that kind of stuff. I said, Well, before the pandemic, you know, I did Zumba. I love to dance. So I do Zumba a couple, I did Zumba a couple times a week and I go bike riding, I play tennis, and and then I said, and then I even took a burlesque class. He went, What? <laughs> That's exactly it.
0: That's my point right there. Hey, hey, Greg, did you know that Crystal was a burlesque dancer? Did you know that? <laughs> And I'm not talking about basic burlesque where you do it in the back room. I'm talking about doing burlesque at the Staples center for the for the for the LA Clippers. <laughs> Greg said we need proof. <laughs> I
1: have <approve>, proof, Greg. <laughs>
0: My co-host Crystal. Is a burlesque dancer. You should have seen her. So, so I wear
1: many hats: tennis player, skier, uh ski racer, burlesque
0: dancer. So, so, so that's what I'm saying, man. Many of the times, organizations don't know what talents some of their workers may have, and right. they, you know, every now and again, they got to do that kind of. <laughs> he's cussing in jamaican
1: <laughs> um yeah you never know because yeah. usually you hire them for one thing yeah and and so that's what you use them for right. but if you had some other if you it's almost like because an employer employee wouldn't have a um a a capability but you can do an assessment and and again if you have that open policy then you can find out what people are good at because there's things that we all do at home yeah that we don't do uh in the office because it's what we do is our hobbies our interests, that kind of stuff but again if you were getting to know people then you would know that right oh yeah if you don't get to know each other then you don't know that but yeah that's right yeah, so you, we have some, everybody, ha- everybody has to make a skill. I mean, well, have, just, no, how many of like, your pe- people know that you were a recording artist? <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Greg, did you know that I'm a reggae singer? Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> so that is true. You know, I was talking to one of my clients today and I was, I was advising her on her ideas, you know, and she had some creative ideas. And I said, well, you know, when I was a singer and I was I was doing reggae music, you know, one of the most important things to me was to get my publishing right. You know, and she said, yeah. you were a singer? I can't see you as a singer. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that just cracks me up.
1: <laughs> well the same thing right. with you and I. You know, when, yeah. when we first started this show six years ago, um, we're sitting there signing. Now I just asked Gilbert, guys. So, so let me just kind of set it up for you. So <laughs> I was looking for a co-host because I wanted to. I I feed better off of people. So I'm and I asked him. We've been doing some work together. He's like, sure. So he didn't divulge any more than sure. That sounds great. So <laughs> when we're in the studio. And we're signing the contract while he's signing. He goes, oh, did I tell you I have a communications degree? No, you failed to <laughs> Did I tell you I was a reggae? No, you failed. Did <laughs> I tell you I had a radio show? No, you failed to <laughs> mention any of that as we were getting to know each other. So you never know. <laughs> the book doesn't always justify what's in the cover. It doesn't say what's That's in the true. book. <laughs> That's true. That so, is so true. Get to know your employees, Yeah. get to know who, who they are, what yeah. they love, what they like, and then yeah. that builds a better relationship, a connection with you and them. And mm-hmm. now, and have that open door policy so that you guys are both on the same page. And when, you, as you're building your business, they're right there along with you, helping you build their business, as opposed to you having to drag them and threaten them. With losing their jobs on a regular basis because that's right. not going to get uh that's not going to get the best out of them. as my mom used to say you can do better with honey uh than you can do with vinegar
0: that's true. <laughs> that is so true man that is so true and, right. and i'm learning i'm learning that from you crystal i'm learning that part because you know, I was a I was a vinegar guy. You know? <laughs> I, I would solve things with vinegar a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I'm realizing that, listen, man, the, the honey, you know, adding the honey to it, or maybe just honey, might uh, give you an advantage and give you some leverage. And especially after my bout with COVID and I come back, I've been a much mellower person now. And you know, I've been I've been hunting it all the way, man. <laughs> Everything <laughs> right, I do, yeah. you know, I just try to take it easy and not get too riled up. So
1: and, and and so imagine the people that have walked off their jobs, that have had COVID, or the fear of COVID, or have yeah. lost a loved one for, to to COVID. So yeah. it has changed a lot of people's minds and hearts, and 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 what's important to them, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. It, I have never heard you say, oh, hey, I need to go out and take a walk. And out of the <laughs> six years I've known you, I've never heard you say that. Now you're like, hey, maybe I need to exercise, right? Yeah,
0: so, yeah. Now I'm just, talking a lot about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that makes a difference and makes a change, which is why I've always had, that's why I have that other side of my life that everybody, <laughs> you know, my farming life, because that's how I stay People. Therapy.
0: That's therapy. That's my right therapy there, really. for me.
1: My dancing yeah. and bike riding and skiing and hiking and all the things that I do. These are things because you have to walk away from work sometimes yeah. so that you can see it from a different perspective and so that you can maintain the love for it. But That's if you're true. doing it twenty four seven, you're you're not gonna hold the love for it because it takes up and consumes. And you turn around, and you look at your life, and you go. Wow, I haven't lived. And yeah. look at the people doing 2020 and 2021 that have died from COVID that had yeah. not lived.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Hey Greg, what is your therapy? <laughs> tell us what your therapy is, Greg. And Michael, if you're still listening, tell us what your therapy is, okay?
1: <laughs> so Greg's got a good therapy actually. Uh so before Greg, Greg, tell him, before Greg was, um, he does insurance. Tequila is his therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, tequila. Greg makes this incredible furniture. he, actually oh, yeah, he makes furniture? He refinishes furniture. It's absolutely really? I
0: did not know he did that j in in Jamaica, they have this rum called j and ne- made by J-Ray and nephews. If it's a brand.
1: Oh, okay. That's
0: what he's talking about. A white rum.
1: Yeah, um, Greg actually refurnishes uh, furniture. I he, need someone to do that for me. He, he has he's, he he does a beautiful job. Really, was into um, yachts and sailboats oh
0: man see i didn't even know those things
1: he actually sold them he also is on the phrase of the entertainment industry
0: oh man yeah greg is is
1: quite talented
0: (laughs) what (laughs) let's (laughs) take greg
1: greg is uh he he, he's the man he also uh he said uh, he was he was a boat captain
0: oh my lord yeah, you're sure you're not Jamaican, man?
1: You got too many, too many
0: jobs, then. Man. Too many jobs.
1: Yeah, so he has a he has a world outside of his insurance. Oh man! And that... he was an accountant. Wow! Wow!
0: Man, I've been looking for I've been looking for someone to refinish some end tables for me and I can't find anyone and and now to hear that this man does that
1: oh yeah You have to go over to his facebook page see all the um, yeah, that to... and see I'm gonna to. didn't reach out to him because he does some great he gets he does a great job so everyone should have something that really brings them a lot of joy and a lot of pleasure yes. and yes. so whatever that is and it can't be work I love working I yes. love what I do for a living yes but i have to friday at six o'clock i'm done yeah. I, don't, I don't do work unless it's around the kids i you know i do the teaching for the kids for entrepreneurship i rarely have appointments on the weekend i don't even answer the phone anymore If it's happening after five o'clock on yeah. friday i don't have no co- i have no conversation for people until monday
0: five o'clock that's it gotta go okay can't, yeah. can't, can't do any more work unless it's a check coming in and you got to do an invoice right
1: check, now right? if there's something <laughs> in every of every a blue moon but it's not a it's not a consistent thing that i do all the time i i have to have a break in yeah that, so but yeah I but think i think
0: it. i think this helps the great resignation man it helps a lot because we needed a shake up in the industry in the in the in the work world because for for too long now employers have been stepping on our on our necks and telling us how to do what we do. I know quite a few people who lost their jobs because of COVID. They lost their job because yeah. they had COVID. You know, when I came out of the hospital with COVID, one of my contracts got terminated because of COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's just not it's you know it you're ill now the state of california if you're an employee of someone oh they yeah. ain't playing with that my in fact yeah. my girlfriend told me yesterday that her company um the payroll company that they use is not the best payroll company so uh the state of california indicated that you could not if if the person didn't have a time then the Cal OSHA stepped in, and yeah. there's a, there's a, there was there was a provision for that. So now they have to go back and reimburse the the employees um, because they used their personal time, or they used their vacation time, or their mm. sick time, and and they were sick with COVID, or they were taking care of a sick loved one with COVID. So the state wow. of California don't play when it comes to that's good um, to know. To That's employ to um on. to the employer-employee relationship and what happened during COVID. The the you know state of California is pro-employee yeah. and not pro-employer. Yeah. So which, there are a lot of things good. there, but you know a lot of people don't know that. But she was just yeah. telling me that yesterday. So now they got to go back. Uh, they did it, I think, in 2020. Uh, there was no problem. But this was something that took, oh, and and it actually came back in 2022. And so they got to go back and reimburse their employees for uh, January. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, then there's a hefty penalty. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so those are the things. So guys, that's the big resignation. And there are ways to come back. But we have to go back to old school and we have to recognize that the people that are working for you, if you're successful, you're not successful on your own. You're successful because there were some employees in your company that was helping you get there. So multimillion dollar companies did not get there without yeah. employees right. as well as multi-million dollar retail companies don't get there without their customers. Right. Right. So. And
0: and and a big part of this, you know, what they're saying here in this article, they're saying as of December 2020, the resignation rate has been 12% higher than the previous year. 12% in 2020. Right. And you know, that's when people were man, I don't even know if I'm going to live to see the next 3 months. That's when the covid was rampant and you know we were getting no love out there the governor tells us to stay home creditors and bill collectors were calling us and we go man i don't even have a job and you're calling me trying to collect bill listen please
1: yeah it's like too much. you You just start all of a sudden you start feeling like you've been pressed in the middle yeah there is no breathing room left for you and so at that point what does what do people do they just like, forget it. I'm done. I'm done. Exactly. I, just, I just do nothing because I, I don't know what else to do. Because there's so, nothing
0: to do. You know, what can you do?
1: But that's because we've become a society of profit over people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so yep. we just, we have to, re we, it's a regroup time. So we pivoted. For those of us that are entrepreneurs, we pivoted for the pandemic. Now we got to, there's another pivot in place on what are you going to do? Because if you're going to continue to run successful businesses, you need people. That's what I know. (laughs) And and since you're not importing them from another country, you have to deal with the ones that are right here. (laughs) So that's our... So anything happening next week? Um,
0: Well, um, next week... How was
1: the Super Bowl for you?
0: Oh, the Super Bowl, it was good. I stayed home. I... Cook a nice meal, stayed home, watch it on my big TV. I was excited. I was I was happy that the Rams won me. I was happy, okay. very happy. At very point. happy.
1: I would have and to nail here's the another point, here's a reason but, why.
0: Here's one of the reasons, not because they're an LA team, but they just acquired that brand new stadium. And it just so happened that they were selected to host the Super Bowl at the same time. So I wanted them to win in this new stadium after okay. being given the opportunity to host. So there were a lot riding on that.
1: Ah, yeah, it was great. It was great. We had um, Greg Doolin on um, the community briefing yesterday.
0: Oh, okay. How did and it go?
1: Oh, so, uh, it went well because Greg actually was interviewed by Good Morning America.
0: Greg oh, wow.
1: was the 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 food the soul food restaurant that was hired was contracted to do the um the um what do they call it tailgate party and it was over ten thousand oh. people there
0: oh wow and
1: then after that he was hired he was contracted to feed all the volunteers.
0: Oh that is amazing. That's yeah. amazing. I like that. That yeah. see that, that right there is a good story. I like Yeah, that. that
1: was an excellent. I have to send you over the link. It was great. He also uh they asked him to wrap his 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 trucks with yeah. the uh NFL and and oh. so Spies. so he got to do that. Uh what else did he he got a lot of as being um he 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 won the opportunity. Oh, he even um his, uh, they even received three tickets to go to the Super Bowl game, but he had to work. Yeah, he opened up a new location out in Inglewood as a result of this, so he has another oh, location now amazing. in Inglewood on Market that's Street, amazing. and then he uh, he's redoing his uh, location on Crenshaw, and so it, it's going to be beautiful. He was showing us the construction yesterday, yeah. <clears throat> so you know, Greg Doolin is that guy. He he takes restauranteering to a whole nother level. Well, his business is a
0: legacy business because they've been around for well, over 40 years.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And and, and uh, you know, legacy businesses are usually anything, you know, 10-15 years and beyond. So his his business is definitely a family-owned legacy business and he's been doing great. He's been excelling, you know, he has been, you know, getting contracts with a variety of of, of high power corporations. So mm-hmm. That's to me. That's a success story for a small business, right
1: there. Yeah,
0: you know, seeing oh, a small. Oh, Greg said seven, 47, 47 years. 47 years.
1: So he so 47
0: years he's been in business. A- so it's definitely yeah. a legacy business.
1: Oh, it was an excellent. We had an excellent time with him, and he's so humble about what he's done. But but the one thing that everybody and I marvel at as well is get that. Um, Greg has an incredible marketing strategy. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean posting on social media. He does a lot of volunteer. He feeds a lot of uh, organizations that in turn give b- provides businesses for him. But he's very involved in the community as well as um, in, in his business. But he has some great ideas. He doesn't he, he thinks out of the box when it comes to his restaurant.
0: You know, let, that, that brings me back to our point on the show last week when we were talking about the NFL, the billions and the dollars that they make, and also how they go about marketing themselves strategically. And then we were talking about those pimps also who they would wait until certain events come to town and then they market, they they ride off of that, right?
1: Opportunity. 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 Exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, with Greg, he markets a little differently but it was very strategic and it's effective. So that is
1: (laughs) great. (laughs) Greg Greg says, if you looked, if people looked at life insurance, the way they look at food, oh boy. (laughs) Well, that is is an
0: interesting perspective. (laughs) They
1: they might have done that in 2020. (laughs) But yeah, they, he, 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 he recognizes opportunities and he is ready for that opportunity. Right. So it's not just he recognizes it; he's ready to activate in that uh, opportunity, and he also knows spending money will beget you more money, right? And and so he is not afraid to take calculated risks when it comes to his marketing, uh, uh, his marketing cha- uh, uh, um, campaigns. If it's going to get bring him, one of the things he said was that he um he makes sure he just doesn't market in the state of california Mm -hmm. he makes sure that his marketing reaches across the country Mm -hmm. and he actually puts and creates marketing opportunities in other states knowing that those people will eventually come to california on vacation and so when they go and come when they come, they're looking for woo, doulits, right?
0: And and that's why when we were saying last week that, you know, you need to know where the events and the activities are and jump on the bandwagon and, you know, uh, uh, tailgate, to, to you know, so to speak. So you can get some of that business opportunity as well. He's doing similar to that but you know a little b- bit more uniquely. Yeah, where, uniquely. You know, he's bringing in the dough is 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 profiting from that and, and you know, I don't like, know
1: any other business Exactly. I don't so, know any other business that does it the way he does. Exactly. restaurant business that so does it. So this
0: is he the one it. business that we were saying, "Hey, bit small businesses, you need to do this type of thing and Desculate. he's the one business who's been doing that so right kudos to him kudos. kudos
1: kudos to him and he said his father uh had created the you know when you go to doolins you get a lot of food right yeah, and yeah. so um he, that was his dad's marketing strategy he said yeah. because they will always go if i give them a lot of food they're I'll gonna come go away and go and they're gonna tell everybody yeah. everybody's gonna come in to buy the yeah. food. That so yeah. that's their premium is yeah. to get extra and then because you, you can eat on it in a couple of days, right? Yeah, and yeah, so that's he said that was actually a marketing strategy, that wasn't yeah. just something that they did, and it's right. still a marketing strategy.
0: I can't um, wait to see the new building that he's building.
1: Yeah, there. it's gonna be absolutely beautiful. And I have to go over to uh in Market Street and have. Uh, some uh, dinner or lunch and they're actually selling and he said this is the first time they're selling beer and wine over at uh the market street one now oh very and I good guess because he's going to so be he, over there by so he
0: got his liquor license huh? he's
1: got his liquor license <laughs> yeah so very kudos good. to greg Doolin and Doolin's on crenshaw and the soul food kitchen very that family good. is doing some things and i just love how he embraces marketing because what is the biggest issue that we always say that yeah. businesses have? Marketing. They do not market yeah. their businesses. So. Well,
0: I, I would love to see a lot more of our small businesses take the bull by the horn like that and you know, try some creative methods to get their, their name out there. See, I've been marketing a little a little unique too. You know, when I go to places like Starbucks and places like that, they say, Oh, what's your name, sir? I just put small biz pro. So they put oh, okay. Small Biz Pro on my on my little Starbucks thing, so that when they're calling you and they're calling your name, hey, Star Small Biz Pro, Small Biz <laughs> Pro, people around That's going, people around going, who is Small Biz Pro? Who is that?
1: Right. So they all
0: start looking, you know. <laughs>
1: well, we need. Oh, it's a Manchester and La Brea. Okay, cool. I might go over there after I leave the show because I, I need. All to get right, sound tonight.
0: like a plan, man. Um, sound like a Gilbert, plan. Gilbert,
1: I think your next step is you need to get some tech person to write up and do a uh write up on um on small biz. Small
0: biz, bro. bro I agree. I mm-hmm. was thinking of tapping into what's her name, Vernita? Ver, Ver, she was on our show. Smith Vernita. From, oh, from, yeah, 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 yes. From yes, FedEx. From yes. FedEx. Yeah. yeah, oh,
1: Venita. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of
0: her, you know, for that cuz she's in that space.
1: Yeah, I would I would do that because I yeah. I think that's your next step and now that yeah. you have you have it in several organizations yeah. and there are people that are using it. There was someone yesterday that I was talking to coaching and she was highly she was a, um a mm-hmm. pra- highly praising small biz pro. Oh, wow. That's good Mm -hmm. to know. That's
0: good to hear. Yeah. I want to get, um, um, and Rhonda
1: highly praises small biz. Yes.
0: I know she loves it. I know she Mm -hmm. loves it. So I want to get, um, Zarian and go do a video campaign and get some testimonials.
1: Oh yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. He needs to talk to you anyway. He was looking for you when you were sick, but I was sick. Mm -hmm. So reach out to him besides that. You need to get into the studio and do some I know. I, I need to do I some
0: therapy. It. I need to yeah, do some therapy in the studio.
1: <laughs> well, well, guys, folks,
0: is- you've been watching a great show today. We've been talking about the great resignation of people uh, moving from employers to entrepreneurship or to creating their own uh, independent consulting business because of what's been going on in the marketplace. And Crystal gave you some pointers. I hope you guys reach out to her and she can probably send you you know a spreadsheet or uh, a pdf on this right crystal yes so reach out guys you want to put your contact info in the chat crystal so they can know I how to, certainly reach out can. to you.
1: yeah we have to move past and we have to do business differently in some cases not even differently we need to go back old school yeah. Uh, and, and do business the way we used to do it where we cared about people yeah. and, and we make connections and we weren't so caught up it, it's great to have technology that's yeah. awesome but it yeah. does not replace the human people and I that's know we it. we kept talking about oh one day we won't need these we won't need this well here here's that one day you guys were saying we we won't be using people eventually okay well if that was the case where where, where are your technology? So that you don't worry about the people, because what I'm hearing is that everybody is saying we're having problems finding good employees. But before you didn't care about the employees because you only cared about the fact that you could use something, somebody that was um, that was non-human in order to do it. So just know, people, we can't run businesses without other humans. Place right. value on the service instead of the price. That's Thank exactly you, Mr. Gregory. It Reed.
0: <laughs> That's what it's exactly what it should be, man. And just remember, we're out there, guys. You can reach us on YouTube. Go to YouTube where they're live every Friday from 3 to 4:30. When while you're there, make sure you click the subscribe button. The subscription is not for you to pay any money, it's a free subscription. So when you click the subscription button it includes you in whatever items that we have we're promoting we're sharing with you so if there are documents that we're we're providing small businesses you will get a copy of that if there are videos that we're passing out with any events or upcoming events you can have that as well so please go there yeah go ahead crystal
1: uh so go over to our youtube channel i don't know why it's not showing go over to our youtube channel and there you go it's a little slow today five on our YouTube channel uh, at the at the business zone with Crystal and Gilbert to help us continue to grow our um plan. Uh Greg says, "Enjoy your ginger beer." Gilbert
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will, Greg. I will enjoy my ginger beer. <laughs>
1: All right, everyone. Have a great week. Be safe. We are still in um COVID world. We have not exited COVID. World, so even That's though right. that they lifted the mask mandate for outdoors. Be sure to protect yourself. It's not a matter of what the CDC does. It's about you protecting what yourself you and do. your family and yeah. the people that are around you because it is no joke when someone gets COVID and they happen to have an underlining condition and they find themselves uh, in, in serious health conditions. Greg, happy Friday to you. We had a happy great time. Happy Friday, Greg. And we will see you guys next
0: week. <coughs> Definitely. Me. So tune into the same station, Strong <coughs> Station, every Friday from 3 to 4 30. See yes. ya. See ya. As a small business grower, so we roll. Using procurement, program, and control. As a small business grower, so we grow. Using procurement, program, and control. I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur.